Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Jerry Petito Show on Remember Then Radio. Guys, everyone who knows me knows I am the author of I'm Not an Addict, I'm Just an Ass. I'd rather be a smart ass than a dumbass. Because, guys, 30 years ago, I was a dumbass. But through the grace of God, I will be celebrating this July 30 years of being a smart ass. So, I'm a recovery coach, a nutritional health coach, guys. I'm always there. Services to you are free. You you just get in touch with me. Say you heard me on the radio. You need help. Your family needs help. I'm here for you. Having said that, I'm also going to say this is my first real rocker show. Okay? Before I bring on my rocker guest, who's going to rock the house on RTR. Ladies and gentlemen, Jerry Petito. I'm not an addict. I'm just an addict. What to do? Just what to do? Just what to do? If what you're feeling is really true? Is it really true? Is it really true? Just keep your ideas safe and sound. Safe and sound. Safe and sound. That's exactly how change is found. Change is found. Change is found. I'm not an addict. I'm just an ass. And in time, this too shall pass. I'm not an addict. I'm just an ass. Jerry Petito taught the class. I'm not an addict. I'm just an ass. Loves the answer. The greener grass. I'm not an addict. Free at last. Free at last, baby. Free at last. So, without further ado, I'm going to introduce my superstar rock and roller, Zenny. Say hello to everyone. Hello, everyone. (laughs) Tell everyone where you're from. Hello, everyone. Hello, New York. Tell everyone where you're from, baby. Uh, for, well, I'm from a place in, in, in the UK called Yorkshire. That's West Yorkshire. Um, and uh, we're sort of like based on the side of the moors. The moors are the like, I'm sure you know what the moors are, it's like the countryside. But have you ever heard of um, a book called The Wuthering Heights? Yes, of course. The what are you kidding? The Brontes. Well, well, that's where we live. It's basically the Bronte country and that's where we all hang out. That's really cool. So, I, uh, I actually was there years ago with my dad and my daughter. Where? Where all over. Yeah, we'll talk about that another time, but all over. It was incredible. Yes. Unbelievable. And, you know, I mean, I had to go, you know, visit a lot of, like, really cool things there. But I want to let everyone know, not only are you an incredible musician, I love your accent, so that helped me getting you on here, you know. No, brilliant. (laughs) (laughs) That's the Yorkshire accent, pretty, pretty, uh, that I'm working for it. <laughs> <laughs> so, Zenny, tell everyone a little bit about you and your musicianship. Um, basically, uh, well, I, I, uh, I play guitar, I play instrumentals, um, and in the early days, I used to, uh, I literally started as a, as a vocalist. Um, but that stemmed from, um, way, way, way back in the early schools. Um, I mean, I sent some uh, references and all the bits. Uh, I used to s- sing in the choirs at school, and then I used to sing um, uh, uh, in the uh, sort of like church choir as well. So there was two choirs. I used to nice. It made my vocals quite strong. And then I moved through the years, spreading through, where I, I got into guitars. I, I think it was a natural thing with guitars because 
I didn't really even know about guitars, but as soon as I saw one, I was, I was, well, I fell in love with them. It was weird. So it's a natural thing with guitars, but I, I um, did my first show, real show, in a place called Victoria Theatre. I was about seven or eight years old, and it was an it was an acting role, um, but it was like a musical role, um, and we had to dance, sing, and do all that. And that's really what gave me the the bug, really, because uh, we looked out onto four thousand people at the age of seven, eight years old, and it was the lights, it was the standing behind the curtains. So really, it all began for me. All the all the journey began on that on that theatre stage. Um, and ironically, it wasn't—it was, it was nothing to do with guitars. It was just about singing and dancing. Oh. Um, so I suppose, it, yeah. So I suppose it's about the arts because I love the arts as well. I love everything to do with the arts. So yeah, I have a passion big time. So that's the early days, and then I stepped, and you know, I sped through the years, literally uh, learning the craft. Um, and I was lucky as well because uh, in the 80, early eighties and the seventies. Uh, when I was definitely the 70s, when I was a bit too young for a lot of stuff, right? We uh, we had a lot of good musicians in this town. Uh, what bounced from it, and over the hill, literally, is Liverpool, and that's where the Beatles all developed. As yes, everybody knows. So, but that when the Beatles, we was only really, really tiny when they was already doing stuff. But that influence from the Beatles and everything they did up north um, sped over over the hill and we, we 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 all got the the vibe from that so we grew up with um on on the local radios if there was any around there that we grew up on the local radio listening to the local music and then it was the beatles so we we met we managed to be a branch off that which was quite cool you know as we got older i mean it's not my generation but i'm just saying we got a branch off it. i don't want to go old <laughs> Um, let, no, I like talking about how old are you? Tell everyone. There's a reason why I'm, I'm asking. I'm a, I'm a young, I'm a, I'm a young ninety. Stop it. <laughs> I don't. I, I, I just don't believe in talking about age because that'll be on my tombstone. I just no. don't talk about age uh, at all. No, I'm how? Not, I'm not even going down that line. I'm, I, I'm a young ninety. Because here, no, this is why, because you grew up listening to the Beatles, so you've got to be my age or close no, to my age. Up, no, 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 I didn't grow up listening to the Beatles. It, it, was, a, an, it was a branch off the tree. We, 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 we saw like stemmed in the 80s. Late oh, 70s. gotcha. Okay, was, okay, gotcha. Yeah, we didn't, we didn't go, I never saw the Beatles, we never, but we, cause we're, cause we're in the local area, because we're over the hill, all that, all that effort, all that energy oh. came over and then pushed Bust the musical journey, if you like, from people. For people, we went into the rock world. We was we was rockers. We was blues. We was hard grinding, edge down, nonsense attitude, and that's what we was in in Halifax. And we are, we we seem to have that still going on. Um, there's, and there's a great band called Rap Stallion, and they they're still doing that. Um, so, you know, we were later on. But what the point I'm getting at is that we was a branch from that gene. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So now, other than the Beatles, I mean, who were your influences? Who did you love listening to? Oh, my early influences, uh, there was a guy called Rory Gallagher. I don't know if you've heard of him. Have you ever heard of him? Rory Gallagher? Rory Gallagher. Rory Gallagher is a, yeah, he's a, he's a stunning guitar player. He, he, was, um, he, he comes from Ireland. But he was so down to earth and... 
I used to watch and Rolly Gallagher a lot on, the, on a program called the Old Grey Whistle Test, um, which was every, I think it was every weekend, um, and uh, that was on the BBC, but that was the only channel as a child. Oh. We managed to, we could have a TV, because we couldn't get out, because we was up in the north, we decided we'd either snuck in, or it's either raining, and, and we, we don't have a lot of money, or we didn't have a lot of money up here then. So we we channel, which we, we managed to get as parents, so as parents had TVs, and we managed to scrape up these little programs called the Old Grey Whistle Test, and you managed to find talent, you managed to get influences, and there was bands from America at that time, and we're talking really, really early days with TV, and we, we managed to capture American bands, what was starting off, we managed to catch people like Rolly Gallagher, who was starting off, and, and many, many other bands after that. Gotcha. So that's how, yeah, that's how we, we managed to channel through and learn this craft, or learn this history of the craft. So let me ask you, yeah, so as I far mean, as American bands, what about like uh, Jethro Tull, Kansas, Led Zeppelin? Led Zeppelin, what, American band Led Zeppelin? Yeah, what'd you think? Uh, Led Zeppelin, look, they're, they're Led Zeppelin's a London band. No, but I mean, they were super famous here in the U.S. Oh, yeah, they was, yeah, yeah. Well, that, were they purple famous? Uh, big oh, yes, was, huge, huge. Uh, I, I've seen I them was, all. Was, uh, I was Black Sabbath. I yep. Because they, they, they opened the door for it all, didn't they? Yep. Um, so, cause, yeah, yeah. I, I think, look, they carried the, they carried the flag. And okay. there was the, the early boys, and we, 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 have, we have no choice. And I'm glad it was there. We have no choice but to learn from them guys. You have, have to. to learn from them guys. You yeah. know. Because if you don't do your own work, and, and before that, you know, we're talking the American black blues, we're talking, because it all stemmed from you right. guys with the blues. Right. You know, so you, you go even further back, you know, and, and really that's where my soul is, is with the blues. Um, but we just put it, because I'm not really talented in that, that area like them guys, we move into creating our own, our own styles or our own flavours, uh, which is good because then we come out with different branches again. Well, you know, so yeah, uh, yeah, it's, it's we, we, a lot to thank America for because we we wouldn't have a, we wouldn't have British rock if it wasn't American blues. You know, um, I've one. seen most of the bands growing up, um, but I'm going to tell you the not not the best band I saw on stage, but the funnest experience, and that was with Jethro Tull. Because he was a crazy, it was crazy what they did on stage. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, you know, my favorite music is like Elvis and doo-wop and oldies and all that. But the 60s in me, I'm a rocker. And this is a side RTR has never really seen with me. So I'm going to play one of your songs right now. So I think I'm going to play Missing You first. And then we'll talk about it. All right, rock on. Here we go. Rock on. I love that. Rock on, baby. Yeah, rock on. Yeah. Uh-huh. 
So, you know, this song right here um, is my second favorite one that you you sent me. Can you tell everyone about uh, this song? Uh, Missing You, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, well, Missing You is a quite, it, it's actually a true story. Um, and Missing You is about uh, a relationship where where one person commits and the other one doesn't. Um, but the other one is in so much pain um, that the they cannot let the other person go, but the other person won't listen to the pains of the of the other one. Um, so somewhere on the line, right, someone has to make a, a judge, uh, a, a sort of like stance, okay. something like that. So so the person who, who actually walks away from the relationship or doesn't listen, right, it reverses. So the one who can't let go of the relationship, has to, because they can't live with the pain, they find it, they find it too much to live with, so they decide to release them or let them go. That they're still missing that person, so they, they never forget them. They never, never really let them go because they love them so much. So, but they have to let them go. So, but they still miss. So that's basically what that's about. You know, I want to say something about that because everyone, of course, there's not a person alive that can't relate to that. Everyone, and. Because I do love rock, I listened to the words and thought this was part of my life as well, you know? And I want to share something with everyone out there. Everyone has different musical tastes. But if we could all get on board as long as, like, I don't like derogatory rap or any of that crap. But I do understand Uh it. I understand it now. And I'm going to share something. I had a young man from Trenton, New Jersey, about five years ago, reach out to me. And he said, Miss Jerry, do you think you could have me on your radio show? And that would have, that was live in studio in Hamilton. And I said, young man, could you keep it clean? He said, absolutely. And he came on and he now is down South. He's a producer. He's doing incredibly goes by producer, uh, director six S I X. And I'll never forget him. He's still in my life. I love this young man. And he's a father. He's a young father. And this is what he said to me. I said, can you answer this for me and make me understand why anyone does this like rap, you know, with cursing in it and all this stuff, you know, hip hop. And this is what he said. He said, Jerry, everyone has a story to tell. And when you're a musician, you, you tell it through your music. He said, but... Some of us only know this story. Yeah, you could listen. The, the, the passion of music is, is is to be real and honest. Yes, um, you can't you can't deliver a message, or you can't deliver, and and that goes for instrumentals as well. Because if you can hit the instrumentals with a truthfulness, right? Sometimes you can actually hit a soul, or you can hit the right notes where it pierces into somebody, and it and it literally doesn't need lyrics it's about the feel it's about the passion yes and once you can deliver it once you can deliver it in that order you'll most probably get um how can i say it? you'll most probably get something what's even a super fan i call them they, they understand where you're taking it or yes. they understand where you're taking the journey yeah. um a, a good story in fact i have a good story a, a little bit similar to what you just said when i when i visited new york i was in new york and I, used to, I was going around the centre of New York, um, and I saw these guys that were selling CDs, uh, and I just, I just 
I was just curious, right? But it turned out to be the rap guys. Oh. You know, from the from the Bronx, from the Bronx. Oh. And I sat down with some of these guys uh, at the time when I was in New York, and I gave them my CD. We did a swap to some of the guys, but they sat down with me, and I didn't really. I, I, I like all well, I like every bit of every kind of music, because like you just said, they've all got messages. But one of the things what the rap guy says to me, uh, and he was literally from the Bronx, and he turned around and he said, he says. Even though some people don't understand the music, what we're trying to do, we're trying to get out the pains of living in pain. <gasps> yes. And I understood him. Yes. And he says, and because we're angry with certain things within society or with what the government represses them with, he says, we get it out within anger. And that's why we swear. And that's why we deliver. We have a deliverance like we do. So, and I thought, yes. Wow. Because, like, and you know... once you understand the depth of the pain they're living... Yes. ...or the, the struggles they've got, you can understand this, some of the language, you can understand some of the, the, the approach to it, and I get it. You know, I, I got I got to share this with you. Like, when he said that to me, he said, we all need to tell our stories to survive. I understood it. I won't listen to me it, too. but I understand it now. Beautiful. The suicide rates on the planet are too much, right? Yes. If, if, you, look at that, if you look at that seriously... Right, and a lot of people play music because they've gone through hard times, and a lot of people play music because they've got to have an outlet, and they sit in corners and they write these amazing, these amazing scores and these amazing tunes. Yes. All right, and they don't do it because they want to be famous. They don't do it because they want to sing the rock stars. They do it because they have a passion and a belief. And if they don't do that and channel out, That's you right. most probably have a lot more people committing suicide. Or do we going down the wrong lines right. and getting addicted to, to certain things? So we, we do need these guys what are channeling out all different kinds of music. And we're on these, these, these women what are coming through, right, as guitarists, like there's one in Australia, I forgot her name now, but she, she's quite a good guitarist. And I, I think it's great because we grew up with all sort of like males playing guitar, you know, the, like uh, Angus Young and, and everybody else and Rolly Gallagher's. But it's just nice to see that there could be a female legend within the guitar world as well. So I, know, I, I love it. I, I love want, it. I want you to tell everyone the next song we're going to play is called the tiger. I want you to tell everyone uh, about this song first. Cause there's a reason oh, why. Uh, that all started with, um, I don't know. I can't, I can't, I can't remember exactly how it came about at the beginning. Right. But I, I connected with, GJ, right in LA, and GJ was is a, a what an amazing guy GJ is because he, he's, he's such a pleasant man, uh, and, and you can talk to him with such ease. Anyway, G, to cut a long story short, I was interested in this new guitar what Frank was releasing. Frank Stallone, everyone. Called, yep, Frank, yeah, Frank Stallone. Stallone. Yeah, and it was um, it was called Tiger. So I ordered one. Uh, GJ sorted it all out. He drafted it. He got it all over to the UK for me. And we did... Um, Frank sort of like did an amazing thing. Um, uh, sorry, GJ did an amazing thing. And he, he got Frank... I think you sent a clip of it. He got yep. Frank to sign the guitar. Yes. Put my name on it and, this lot and, do, and do a little video. So it, I thought, well, that's just like incredible. You know? Anyway, so they sent it over. Um and uh, luckily, they like the music as well, so that's even a bonus. You know, I mean, I like Frank's music, but mine's better. Yeah. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> I'm only joking. 
I know, I know. They sent it over, I got the guitar, and I, I swear, I swear it was a beautiful guitar. It, it, it played like a dream, and, and, and I, I love guitars, and my, my favourite guitar at Ibanez is they're my main guitars, and I love playing Fender Telecasters and so on and so on, but it really was a beautiful guitar. The craftsmanship, the finish, so I put it on, slapped it on, and I thought, and I put it through the system, you know, the, all the pedals and all the racks and the stacks, and it, the, the sound, what came from that guitar and the sustain was unbelievable, so I decided to write a track called The Tiger. Uh, I sat down and within 10 minutes I wrote The Tiger. It, it, it flowed so, so naturally, hence The Tiger. And so I sent it over and uh, gave it to the guys. Uh, brilliant, uh, amazing company, amazing people. And, and the, only, the only people I think what I've dealt with on a similar level than that is Marshall, Marshall Amps. Marshall, I, I, when I met Jim Marshall, they're just amazing people. And, and that's what we need within the industry, exactly that. Well, Gary... Pen- as, you know, as, you, as you know, it's a dog-eat-dog industry. Well, so it's very rare you get... Um, well, Gary Panapinto, who is part of, an, a big part of Stallone Guitars, he's the one who introduced me yeah. to you. Um, and when you sent me that video of Frank Stallone signing your guitar, I was like in awe. I was like, that's really cool. So, yeah, he's, he's, I love it when he puts his, I love it. So, I love it. He's trying yeah. to spell the name on guitar. So, I think it's fantastic. So let's play it. Yeah, Tiger, it's everybody. Brilliant people. The Tiger. Brilliant. About Frank Stallone's guitar. Oh.
Amazing, amazing. I want to say hello to everyone in the chat room. Um, Kojak had a split. But Babalu, first and center, thank you, thank you. The owner, Stevie, him and Angel. Stevie's in the chat room of RTR. And I want to say something here. That Jules, hi Jules, she just typed, she's been playing guitar now, okay? And she's a New Yorker and she said, I want to play like that when I grow up. Okay, and she's a friend of mine. So she loves your guitar playing, man. That's, um, well, thank you very much for the compliment. And it's, uh, you'll need a, a Frank Stallone guitar to pull that sound off. That's right, Frank Stallone guitars. So I want to ask you, it's, wait, I want to ask you something. Who was your first influence in music? My really early, very first influence was Elvis. Elvis, um, yeah, and, and, and well, there was a few other guys, but I can't, I've, I've sort of like forgot the names now. Um, but there was, Elvis was definitely the first influence, and um, it, it's a slightly funny story, because when I used to, I used to play out on the streets, I used to have a, a friend called Christine, uh, we're talking about, maybe I'm, I'm eight, eight or nine now, uh, and I used to, she used to be next door, and we used to be family friends, and I went next door and we used to sit on the step and uh, I used to put the collar up, but this true story as well, it's put the collar up, right? And I used to make a laugh by doing an Elvis impression. <gasps> God's honest truth. And I used to, I used to raise my lip. I'm doing it now. I'm actually doing That's it. That's great. I'm doing it now. I'm, stu- I'm stupid. But I'm doing it now. <laughs> and I used to go, I used to go, um, I used to, I don't know if I can do it. Hang on. Um, Wapahoola, I don't know if that's Elvis, that's Elvis, I used to go Wapahoola, but as I used to do Wapahoola, I used to raise my lip, and she, I used to make her laugh, so I suppose, yeah, Elvis had a massive Well, now <laughs> I love you more, now I love you more, because... So, yeah, so, and I actually got, I got, and, and when, I, when I could, uh, later on, uh, I used to... Um, listen to him on the radio, but I used to, one of the first things I did when I managed to get my first little bits of money, I actually got an Elvis Presley album, and I still got it, all right, and then I got his greatest hits, uh, so yeah, I still got them, yeah. Music, oh, yeah, so definitely Elvis. Music is a must for you to keep your joy, especially if it's Elvis, because Elvis is my boy. <laughs> wow. So now, Unbelievable. you do a little... I don't know what you would call it, poetry, whatever it is. You want to do a little for us? Um, well, I do poetry, but the lyrics tend to, um, some for some reason, they seem to have a, a flavor of poetry. But I'll, what I do, because of the pandemic, I wrote this song okay. called Cry of the Wind. I wrote this song called Cry of the Wind. Now, I'll let, I'll let your listeners uh, work it out. I won't explain this one bit. So I'll, I'll, write the, I'll read the lyrics and see what people can work out with it. So anyway, it's called Cry of the Wind. When the clock strikes in the middle of the night, uh, in the middle of midnight, I see the moon glow. I hear the owl soar. I see the fox run in the shadow light. In this, is this the face? Is this the face of midnight? And I wonder, is this the way? And I wonder, is this the end? Is this the end? In this dark place, within the wind and rain, I hear the footsteps come into my space. In the darkness of the light, I see the shadows of the night, of the night. I hear a voice, I hear a voice, in the crying of the wind. I hear a voice, I hear a voice, in the crying of the wind. 
And then it goes on, if I can get the next, I think I've got the next chapter, right? And then it goes on with, I walk in the puddle stains within the mist of pain, blackened eyes of the midnight sky, midnight sky. I hear a voice, I hear a voice in the crying of the wind. I hear a voice, I hear a voice in the crying of the wind. When the clock strikes in the shadow light, is this the face, the face of midnight? That's it. That's incredible. You know what? That's incredible. Thank you for doing that for all of us. I love it. Well, pleasure. But uh, that really came along on the uh, first lockdown we had in the UK. uh, And I got really... uh, depressed and I got really stressed out with it so I had to t- we, I'm sure a lot of other musicians did it as well so I, I went in the studio and I, I, I had to write how I was feeling about the time um, but the song uh, literally is called Cry of the Wind and Cry of the Wind so it, it's weird because I used to look out of the window and I can see I can see the hills literally now I'm looking at the hills out of the window with all the trees um, and you can in Yorkshire we have this wind uh, which is so haunting the sound of it, and that's and it was a full moon as well, and that's what inspired literally the song, uh, you know. And it's, it's on a four track EP what I released, yeah, not, uh, this year. Amazing, yeah. So I oh, want to yeah, I want to play a song for Julie for Jules and um, Electric Freedom. I think she's going to flip over. Ah. Yes. Here we go, guys. There's a story behind Electric. Yep. Oh, brilliant. Yeah, we'll yeah. we'll, we'll say it a- yep, after the song. Here we go. This is for you, Jules. Electric Freedom by Zenny.
So guys, we broke two records here on RTR. Okay, my first real rocker show with Zenny, and this was the first time Zenny did his song in poetry form for us right here on the Jerry Petito Show. Thank you, Zenny. Oh, Jules. Yeah, a message, message for Jules. Uh, have I got that right, Jules? Yep, Jules, yep. yep. Right. Don't learn your guitar scales, because if you learn guitar scales, you'll end up like every other player. Close your eyes, feel the guitar, and just play what comes out of your soul. <sighs> right? Now, obviously, you've got to learn a little bit of the fretboard, but once you start getting the magic from your soul, the guitar will sing back. That was very beautiful. That's for you, Jules, that from really Zenny. That really is the key. Feel it. Wow. I love that, Zenny. So, you I know, want... Uh, tell us sorry. a little bit about this song, because time is flying, and I want to get your last song And Tell us a little bit about the song we just played. Come on. Electric Freedom is, it, it, uh, briefly, it's, it's just literally what I've just said to Jules. What Electric Freedom is about expression on the guitar and, and letting the guitar... Oh, have the freedom of expression. So you're basically playing the guitar and it's letting you, it's just letting you fly, it's letting you feel free. And then what comes out of the guitar is magic. Electric, and hence electric freedom. Because it's the freedom within the guitar. Oh my gosh, beautifully that, said. That, that is literally it. She's thanking you. Know, you. Once, She's thanking you and says, God bless you, man. That was beautifully said, Zen. I got to tell you. Yeah, well, that, that, that's literally it. And there's another track called My Guitar Bleeds, what Jules might want to listen to. And My Guitar Bleeds, and, and, and if she checks out the cover on My Guitar Bleeds, My Guitar Bleeds, and it's a mental right, but it's one of the early instrumentals, but My Guitar Bleeds, the, 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 the poster design, right, it's a picture of me with the Geiger guitar, HR Geiger guitar, but coming on the, on the poster, it'll show blood coming through the guitar. And what, what's happening is I'm playing the guitar, and blood is coming out of the fingers and it's, it's running down the guitar and then the blood from my fingers goes into the fret, goes into the pickups and that re-energizes the guitar but it, the guitar then takes over my body and it won't allow me to stop playing. So, and then I end up screaming. If you look at the guitar, you'll see me with the mouth open but the guitar is now taken charge. So instead of me giving the guitar the control, the guitar, the guitar is now controlling me. Oh my gosh. And that's... And that's and that literally is, um, on the design, that literally is um, My Guitar Bleeds. And it, it's, it's, it's as deep as that. And if you, if you get to that deepness, you will, you, you will go into another world. The, the guitar will just not oh be a guitar, it will be a part of your body. Oh my Amazing. gosh, incredible. So, all right, I, all right, I, wow, you just blew me away. I want to play your next song. I've got to get this in and there's a reason why. This one's my favorite one, and it's called Whiskey Blues, and it's about addiction. It's about all this, and it's my favorite one. So we're going to play this, and then you're going to tell us about it. Here we go, guys. Whiskey Blues. Drinking my whiskey on a lonely night Drowning my sorrows in the dark of the day Drinking that whiskey bottle again I've got them whiskey blues again 
baby tell us uh, give me a minute of, of an explanation about this incredible song my favorite one from you uh, whiskey blues again it's a true story right but the song explains itself it's literally about um, an addiction right and in this case it's alcohol uh, and no matter what he, he, he literally goes around and no matter how much he tries in life he ends up having the empty bottle in his hand so you know the, the, the problems of life has got him and no one's there to help except the bottle and that, that really is the message. But as I say, the song speaks for itself. So, yeah, that's it. That's the song, Whiskey Blues. There it is, baby. So listen. Don't have a Whiskey Blues. Don't <laughs> have a Whiskey Blues we're, cu- we're coming. We're coming to the close of the show now. I want to thank everyone out there for listening. I want to thank everyone in the chat room. You know I love you guys. Thank you so much. Stevie Dunham. Stevie D is in the chat room. Street Corner Entertainments. Don't go anywhere, guys. His show is next. Okay? His show is at 1 p.m. Um, and again, uh, I you know I just can't say enough. This was an incredible show for me because this is the side that lots of people don't know about me. I am a rock and roller. Um, and I want to thank you, Zenny, for such an incredible show. Your music is off the charts, and you've got Jules going crazy, man. She loves it, and I want to say thank you. So I'm going to give you an opportunity now to say whatever it is you like to say to your fans out there. Well, thank you to all the fans, and keep on buying the music. Right, uh, and everybody who's listened today, thank you so much, and thank you, Jenny, for a great show. It's been really an enjoyable one. Um, and the only last thing to say from me is that if you want to get hold of everything I do, just get it's zennydenuse.co.uk, and that's the website, and you can go anywhere you like through that channel. So zennydenuse.co.uk. All right, tell them like the the name of your album, and and just you know you have a couple more minutes. The album. All, all, well, the, the latest album, the last release is Whiskey Blues, um, and then the new album, what's, what, what I'm writing now, is, is called uh, Guitar Zone, and that was that's that's going to follow up from the Electric Freedom album, so it's basically Electric Freedom Extended. Uh, so Jules, there you go. And uh, Tiger, tell everyone real quick again about Frank Stallone signing your guitar, and that's why you got that. That's why you wrote that song. Quick. Oh, the Tiger, Frank Stallone, GJ, amazing company. So really go out and get yourself a Tiger guitar. Right? I don't know if they do the models I do anymore uh, because we've got the first models, um, right? Um, but still, great company, great guys. So get out there and, and buy one. 
Yes. And I loved what you sent me, the video of Frank Stallone signing the guitar for you, man. That's so cool. What a magical, what a magical thing. I love it. A magical thing. that's, That's pure rock and roll in itself. You know, I mean, come on. And, you know, your accent, man. I love your accent, man. You could say anything and it still sounds cool. You know what I mean? You see, it's, it's a, Yorkshire accent's quite cool, you see. And it, it, it does survive. It's an old accent, but it survives. <laughs> I Thank you, New York. Thank you, America. Thank you, New York. I love you. <laughs> I thank you. And I thank Gary for introducing us. Um, what an incredible <laughs> show. What an incredible show. Different from what I'm used to playing for RTR, but guess what, man? They're loving it. Yeah, so it's, I, I, think, I think it's... I think it was, natural, it was a natural show. Very natural. So It I, was natural, and it was... Uh, and what I liked about it, Jenna... Uh, we're not on now, are we? No, we're on. Come on, tell us. No, no. What I liked about what I liked about the show was right. It it, it um, one it put smile. I think it would have put smiles on people, right? But also it, it had a little bit of a message in there. Uh, what delivered through music, and I think that's amazing. And you're right. You're absolutely. It, it is, that's amazing. It really is. No, you're absolutely that's right. That's a magical show, isn't it? You got it. It is a magical show. Zenny, I have a little surprise for you. I like closing my shows out with some music. And because Elvis is my guy and Elvis was what your first influence, I'm going to end the show now with Elvis Presley singing, I Believe. Amazing. 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 So here (laughs) we go. Here we go. And thank you, sweetheart. Here we go, guys. Thank you. I believe forever drop the rain falls. A flower grows I believe that somewhere In the darkest night A candle glows I believe for everyone Who goes astray Someone will Someone in the grave somewhere is everywhere. Every time I hear newborn baby cry, oh, touch a leaf, oh, see the sky, that I know Every time I hear newborn baby